Welcome to today's teaching service. You're listening to the First Century Apostolic Church FCAC Temagana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine miracles, signs, and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is to follow in the steps of the apostles and disciples of the First Century Church founded by our Lord Jesus. Prepare yourselves, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the Word and power of God brought to you by Reverend Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the General Overseer of FCAC. He is a seasoned man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry. I encourage you, therefore, to join us every Tuesday at our teaching services at 7 p.m. prompt. You will be truly blessed. God bless you as you join us in the service. As an introduction to teachings on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Tonight we are looking at spiritual gifts in the church. Spiritual gifts in the church. And we take our Bible reading from the book of First Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 to 11. First Corinthians 12 1 to 11. Spiritual gifts in the church. First Corinthians twelve verses one to eleven. And I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Now Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts or various kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit was all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. Beloved, we begin to discuss spiritual gifts in the church, knowing that Knowledge, knowledge of these gifts are, are very scarce, both among the congregation and even among pastors. Thorough, detailed knowledge of this subject 
It's not common. But the Bible says, God said that he doesn't want us to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. We should therefore not be ignorant. We should be very, very, very familiar. We should, be, we should know almost everything concerning spiritual gifts. Because the church, the greatest power available to the world, the greatest power available to the world has always been the power of God. It has always been the power of God. But this power was not accessible. Though the greatest power in the whole universe or the world was the power of God, this power was not accessible. It was not, it was not obtainable until God himself released it by Christ Jesus into his church through the Holy Spirit. This power is now available. It's now accessible because God has released it. Through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit into the church so that this power we're talking about is only available in the church of God. It is not available outside the church. It is not available in politics. It is not available in science. Not available in astrology. It is not available anywhere else. It is available and therefore obtainable. You can only get it in the church. Just say amen to that. And this was all worked out by God, by Christ Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ himself operated in this power, the Holy Spirit. He himself operated in his ministry here on earth. He operated in this power, the Holy Spirit, in all the miracles that he performed. In all the miracles that he performed, he actually was operating in power, in his teachings, in his in his, in his preachings and, 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 and teachings, all in the power of the Holy Spirit. He therefore, he therefore then deposited, he deposited this power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church. Jesus deposited this power of God, which is manifested in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church. Now, go with me therefore to John's Gospel, chapter 14. John 14, verse 12. John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 12. Jesus said in John 14, verse 12, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. As I said before, God does not want any believer to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. For example, when we were unbelievers, the Bible said when we were unbelievers, we were so ignorant that we were carried away even to dumb idols, however we were led. In our unbelieving state, before we became a believer, before you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, before God deposited the Holy Ghost in you, we were carried away by anything. We were carried away by all kinds of doctrines, all kinds of things. We, we follow things. Because in our ignorance, 
We didn't know what we were doing. Even to the point that we were carried away to dumb idols. The Bible calls them dumb idols. They are powerless, useless, in fact, satanic idols. And we were serving them. As are unbelievers, many unbelievers today, they are still, they are still being given over to idols. Without knowing, many of them, without knowing that they have been given over to idols. But now, now, we have received enlightenment. The light of the gospel has shined on us. And having received the love of the gospel, God does not want you, and God does not want me to be ignorant about spiritual things. You need to know almost everything about spiritual things that God has made available to you. God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth, his spirit. Praise the Lord. God is seeking such to worship him. God is looking for such. These are the people that God is happy to worship him. Amen. Only after receiving the Holy Spirit, only after receiving the Holy Spirit, verse 3, a good verse 3 of our text. 1 Corinthians 1, 12, verse 3, sorry. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3 says, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Only after receiving the Holy Spirit can a person know, know for sure, and publicly confess that Jesus is Lord, the Son of God. Anybody can say this, though most people will not say it, most people will not agree. The majority of humans on the earth now will not agree to this fact. They will not accept it. They will not confess it. It is only those who have received the Holy Spirit after receiving Christ as their Lord and personal Savior know, know this fact and publicly confess from their heart that Jesus is Lord, the Son of God. If anyone is able to say from his heart, from his heart genuinely that Jesus is Lord, then it is certain, it is sure, we can be sure that that person has the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is in that person. If you press somebody hard enough, or when somebody is pushed hard enough, he may say, oh, Jesus is Lord, or Jesus is God, but it may be just coming from his or her lips. To say it from the inner man, from your spirit, from your heart, you must have the Holy Spirit in you. Because a false or an evil spirit says, a false or an evil spirit says, or may not say it, but that spirit's actions, that spirit's behavior points to the fact that he is saying that Jesus is accursed. Jesus is cursed. In other words, such a spirit is contrary to everything that Jesus preaches or teaches. Such a spirit in their utterances or in their behavior, if you watch carefully, and sometimes they can be deceptive, they can be very, very deceiving. These are deceiving spirits. They can deceive you in thinking that, oh, they are also okay. But if you watch them carefully, listen carefully, and you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit will tell you that this spirit, from what he's saying, from, from, from his behavior, is in fact calling Jesus a curse. Because see, the Holy Spirit will always honor Jesus. The Holy Spirit will always honor Jesus. And church, be mindful of this fact. Because the Bible said that in latter days, all kinds of 
false prophets will arise. Even Satan will masquerade him as an angel of light. All kinds of ministries will rise. All kinds of prophets will come. Some will creep into the church. How do you know them? How do you identify them? It's only by their fruit. You cannot look at them and know. It's only by their fruit. And sometimes you need to have almost always the Holy Spirit in you to be able to tell which spirit is honoring Jesus and what spirit is causing, calling Jesus accursed. So you do not be deceived and you do not be led astray. Praise the Lord. Clap your two hands for Jesus. I could give you many examples, many illustrations and applications, but time will not allow me. I could give you many illustrations, many applications, but time will not allow me. As we go on, as we go through the journey of spiritual gifts in the church, I'm believing God to bring to your attention some of these applications and uh, illustrations. Praise the Lord. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Again, John's God put to that 16. John 16, verses 13 and 14. John 16, 13 and 14. Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit. says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. This is what Jesus said concerning the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Not many years ago, I was driving along the Cape Coast Road, Kasua Road, and I saw a big billboard, big billboard of a very, very, you know, famous ministry. Television, people were watching that program on TV. People um, were thrilled, thrilled by this so-called man of God. As I look at the poster, very big poster, the giant poster, one, his picture, this pastor's picture was about 90% of that whole, whole billboard. His picture alone occupied about 90% of the area of the whole billboard. And that immediately told me that this man is glorifying himself, not Jesus. They are glorifying himself. Or whatever spirit in him is in him is glorifying him and not Jesus. And as I looked at it, I saw that they were advertising the ministry. They were advertising his programs. And... All he said was, watch, watch me, you know, watch me on the program. I won't mention his name, but watch so-so and so. Then they do the times that you should watch him. Watch him. And again, that's when that this ministry cannot be, cannot be a genuine ministry. And 
a few years after or a few months after, hey, that ministry is no more. That ministry is no more. And I know someone who went there, went there to be prayed for his sick brother. He went there to be prayed for his sick brother. And when he got there, he was told that for prayers to be said for his sick brother, he had to come out with 300 Ghana cities. 300 Ghana cities. Um, which he didn't have. All he had was 200. All the money he had on him was 200. And even if he had given that away, that means he would have to, he would have to walk back home. So he told the pastors there that all he had was 200. Then they said, okay, uh, they will give him two options. Either he leave the 200 CDs with them, go back home and bring back the balance of 100 CDs before they will pray for his brother, or go back with his 200, raise the entire 300, come back, pay it before his brother be prayed for. With the, this ministry I'm talking about, definitely this is not Christ. This is not where the Holy Spirit is. And yet this man was reputed. People thought he had spiritual gifts. He was operating in the power of God. Operating power of God. Miracle worker in the name of Jesus. And yet, looking at the billboard alone, because I have the Holy Spirit in me, just the billboard alone, his costume, his outfit that he was wearing, was even an, it was offensive to me. The costume alone was offensive. The size of his picture was equally or even more offensive. And watch so so and so was even more offensive. So that you and I will be able to be able to discern genuine spiritual gifts from false spiritual gifts. Because false prophets, false spirits will not glorify Jesus. They call Jesus a curse. You see, what I saw is equal to calling Jesus a curse. Anyone that will raise himself above Jesus is raising himself above God. And that means you are belittling God, you are, you are calling Jesus a curse. You are not, that person is not saying Jesus is Lord. If I, he said that he is Lord. Anything, anyone that will raise himself above Christ Jesus is telling the world that Jesus is not Lord. Because if Jesus is Lord, you dare not, you cannot raise yourself above God. In fact, you feel very humble, very little, very small when you stand before God. And that's what Abu is saying here, that anyone who can genuinely say that Jesus is Lord from his heart, that person has the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, the person is calling Jesus a curse. That's the meaning of this scripture. Just say Amen. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. Spiritual gifts in the church. 1 John 4, 1 to 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world, even in those days. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. <coughs> it's now already in the world. Any pastor that will use the pulpit, somebody had a pulpit and insult, angrily threaten, even to the point of killing
kill him. <laughs> on a pulpit. It's not confessing that Jesus has come in the flesh. It's not confessing that Christ has come in the flesh. No. It's not confessing Jesus. Jesus will never do that. So he's not confessing Jesus. Any minister depends more on money. Always fundraising, fundraising, fundraising. And the whole emphasis on money. Money. Doesn't matter whether you believe or not. Once you go there with money, huge amounts of money, you get prayed for. They, they pronounce miracles on you. That person is not confessing that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Because Jesus, when he was here, never did that. Never did that. Just say amen. Now, what are these spiritual gifts? What are these spiritual gifts? There are so many. And everyone in any genuine church must have at least one. So many that you must have at least one. You see, the Bible talks about gifts of the Holy Spirit. Going back to our text, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit. Now, when the Holy Spirit has its gifts, so looking here at the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church, there are diversities, various kinds of gifts, but the same Holy Spirit. So these kinds of gifts refer to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hello? These are gifts in the, in the church. Then... Verse 5, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. The Lord here refers to Jesus Christ. So, you see, the first, verse 4, refers to the Holy Spirit. Verse 5, he's talking about the Lord Jesus. He said, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Now, Jesus also has given spiritual gifts. He has, he has contributed his share of spiritual gifts in the church but in the form of ministries. But that is not a subject of our discussion today. Jesus also has the gifts. And these are ministries, we call it a fivefold ministry. And there are differences. The prophets, different from uh, apostle, from evangelist, from teacher, pastor. These are different ministries which are gifts, spiritual gifts given by Christ Jesus to the church. And then verse 6 says, and there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. I like this very much. You see, the same God here refers to God the Father. So God the Holy Spirit has his gifts. God the Son has his gifts. And God the Father also has his gifts in the church. These are all spiritual gifts. God the Father's gifts are referred to as spiritual activities. And there are so many spiritual activities. So many that everyone who is born again in the church might at least have one. Possibly two or even three. And these are activities in the church that are empowered by God. They are not pastors. They are not operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But they are operating in the power of the gifts of God the Father. And don't forget God is one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are one. God is in three persons, yet one. We don't have time to go into that. These activities refer to elders. Elders, deacons, deaconesses, instrumentalists, choristers, um, media department, technical teams. Because what, they are, what a technical team do, I cannot do it. I'm the pastor, I cannot do it. The media, they, they, they have their spiritual gifts, I cannot do it. The choir, when they're singing any song, I raise 
They can sing it. I just read their song, they can sing it. It's a spiritual gift. Instrumentally, spiritual gifts. These are all spiritual gifts. Many more, many more. Sunday school teachers, um, welcome team, follow-up team, um, many, many, many. Once you, 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 you work in the house of God, God gives you that ability. It's a spiritual gift. And those who don't do anything at all, it means that though you have that gift, you are not using it. You are not using that gift. Otherwise, how can some come every Sunday morning, they are here early, clean this place, make sure before church service begins at 9, they finish cleaning up, they, they even walk, have a bath here and dress up here. Every Sunday, they do it. It's a gift. And these are gifts given by God the Father. God the Father. Just say amen. amen. Clap your two hands for Jesus. So whatever work we do in the house of God, uh, you may not be seen from the pulpit. You, it may look like nobody sees you, but God has given you the ability, the empowerment, the gifting, the talent to do it. And that's why you are doing it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to do it. And may God bless you all. These, are, these gifts, these, all these gifts are tools. You say they are tools God has given to the church to get his job done. To get his job done. I want to emphasize that point. All these gifts I've mentioned are tools. They are like implements or weapons or instruments that God has given to his church so that his work in the world, in the church, can get done. If we didn't have any of these things, there would be no church. There would be no church. If these gifts were absent in the church, there would be no church. But God being a faithful God who always, always, all the time empower some people, call some people, give them a gift to do it. Praise the Lord. May you get your gift today. If you are watching me, listening to me, may you get your gift tonight. In the name of Jesus. Therefore now, coming back to the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is actually the the subject of our discussion for the next few weeks, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, said Jesus operated in these nine gifts. Therefore, he had power to defeat men. No one could argue with him. Stephen, his, his opponents couldn't match his wisdom. Uh, Jesus had power over nature, demons, over death, sicknesses, diseases, and over death. When it comes to the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there is a total of nine gifts. Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And these nine gifts fall into three groups, with each group containing Three gifts. Very easy to remember. Three times three is nine. <laughs> Even a class one or a kindergarten child know that. Nine gifts. But to make it easier for us so that you, by all means, get one, God has made it very easy. Nine gifts in nine group, in three groups. Three, and each group contains three, three gifts. Three, three, three. Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And this evening, I want to mention them briefly, and then Sunday, we begin to go into a bit more detail about these nine gifts. Many of you know them already, but the Word of God is always fresh when we hear it. It's always new because it's food, food for the spirit and food for the soul. So it's like though you have eaten Three times a day, on the day you were born, maybe you are 40 years old, the day you were born, you have been eating three times a day. 
It doesn't mean that you don't you stop eating. You always feel hunger, you want to eat. Only can satisfy your hunger by eating. So you may have heard it before, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't hear it again. So may we all hear it again. And again. And again. In Jesus' name. There's one group of Holy Ghost gifts that we call the gifts of the Holy Spirit that speak. They speak. These gifts, they, when the person who had them speaks, they speak. Theologians call them vocal or utterance gifts. Vocal, because they make, you speak, you use your voice. A vocalist. Utterance, because you speak it. So these are gifts that speak. They speak. And in this group, or in this subgroup, we have what we call prophecy. Prophecy is one. And on Sunday, I'm believing God to go uh, into a, bit, a lot of detail with what, pro what, what prophecy is about, because this area is an area where many, many are being deceived, and their lives are being destroyed. Prophecy. Prophecy. Many are being deceived, and their lives, many lives are being destroyed because of false prophecy by false prophets. And I'm trusting that by the end of the day, you'll be able to know what is genuine and what is not genuine. So prophecy. And then, God prophecy speaks. Before a person can prophesy, he has to speak. He or she has to speak. So it's a gift that speaks. Then we say diverse tongues. Diverse tongues. Tongues. It's also a gift that speaks. Diverse tongues. It's not just one diverse, because there are many, many diverse tongues. I, many years ago, I was in Nigeria when I was a church member. And I sat in a church, and there was a, a young man sitting next to me, in fact, in front of me. And when the Holy Ghost came upon him, he began to speak in pure Latin. Latin is a dead language. No one speaks Latin now. I think only in the Vatican. Why they speak it on, uh, on uh, Easter. But this young man got this from Latin way back in secondary school, and I could hear him speak Latin. Latin. And this is not something that he learned. He was speaking Latin. You see that this is from, from God. You may hear a person speaking a language that you know he doesn't, he doesn't speak. He doesn't speak. And that is from the, from the Holy Spirit. We have heard, you know, the, the devil also can mimic this. We have heard, we are here when my daughter, who has never been to Nigeria before, when we were taking her to deliverance, was speaking pure Yoruba. Pure Yoruba here. But that's all from the Holy Spirit. Not from the devil. So the devil too can, can, make, can, 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 can uh, mimic it, can, uh, can, can, can fake it, falsify it. So the fact that a person is speaking, prophesying, or speaking something, that means that it's, it's a genuine thing. Test all spirits to know whether it's of the Holy Spirit. Well, many false prophets have gone out into the world. My daughter here, the, 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 the evil spirit was using her to speak Yoruba. And when I, when I, I laid hands, the spirit is saying, Femile. Femile means leave me alone. Don't touch me. That's Yoruba. Femile. And I know uh, the Holy Spirit. I'll not touch somebody who has the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit is say familiar. No way. Church, is that possible? I mean, can the Holy Spirit say to the Holy Spirit, familiar? Leave me alone. But definitely, that is in the Holy Spirit talking. That's the that's that evil spirit. And then, interpretation of tongues. Because tongues is a diverse tongues. You may not understand it. But then somebody has to interpret. Somebody must have the gift to interpret what the tongues are saying. So the interpretation, or you are not now 
being careful to expect the blessing, you will not get it. So gifts of faith. And then we have gifts of healings. Gifts, gifts plural, of healings. Again, plural. Gift of faith is one. Gift of faith, singular. But gifts of healings. Gifts of healings. Now I explain this. Because he, God doesn't give, God, the gifts are diverse. The way, the way I may be led to operate my gift of healing, different from how somebody operates the gift of healing. The way I have been given that, I've been, it has been made known to me that behind most problems, or almost every problem, there's a demon. Healings. You had every sickness that a demon. And having that gift, when I come into, into contact, confrontation with a demon, a demon manifests. And I ask them, I ask them perhaps to take away their, their, their disease and go. And they begin to unpack, collect their things and go. And the person gets his or her healing. That's the way I have been given to operate the gift. Now, healings, in the sense that it is not every, every sickness, every disease, that you may have the gift to heal. And I always say that I've not seen, I'm yet to see any fibroid disappear. Any pastor pray for fibroid, I've not seen one yet. Fibroid. Pray that one day God will give me that gift. So if you come to me and say you have a fibroid, I say, oh, go to the hospital, pray. God will let you go to the operation and be successful. But I'm not going to pray for fiber to disappear. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So gifts, different gifts, different ways, it's and healings, healings. So you, the pastor, must know your limit. If you have not been given a gift to, to make the cripple walk, and you go around and say, bring all the cripples in Tema. Of course, they will bring them. And they'll be sitting there looking at you, waiting for for the stirring of the water. And you pray and pray and pray and pray the real healing. You disgrace yourself. So you must know the extent, the, 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 the gift that you have. Yes, this one does not go except by, by prayer and by fasting. So you must know your limit. Praise the Lord. So when God said, here no demon will be able to stand before us in this place, no demon shall be able to stand before me in his house here. Then I knew that God has given me the authority over every demon concerning anything behind which are demons. Once there's a demon behind that problem, then consider it solved or healed. Praise the Lord. And then working of miracles. The gift of the working of miracles. Now the last one in this group, working of miracles. Again, it is a gift, working of miracles. Somebody hasn't got a job for five years, five years, no job. And he comes, join this church, and within three months, so he gets a job. The promotions come rapidly. It's a gift. He's been somewhere for five years, he's been jobless. He gets, he gets here, and he gets a job. It's a miracle. Various kinds of miracles. Various kinds. God delivers someone from an accident. It's a miracle. It's all by gifts. Praise the Lord. Gift of faith. Gift of faith is. Um, let me say that before I go on, before I end that all the the, the the gifts that do work. They are all related. They are interrelated. The gift of faith healings and the working of miracles. They are all interrelated. So that in one, one event, one experience, you, you, you have faith, miracles, and healings all operating together. For example, in one person, the Holy Spirit working to do something for that person, it takes the gift of faith the gift of uh, gifts of healings or the gift of healing 
and give the working of miracles, all three, so that there's no clear-cut uh, division. Unlike prophecy and tongues and other ones, this one, there's no clear-cut division. Um, and to exercise the gift of faith, to exercise the gift of faith, if you don't have it, you cannot pretend it unless you fake it. Therefore, there are so many people who are faking it. They fake it. They fake it. They falsify it because if you have it, then you, you do it. Whatever you see that is clear. It's clear. There's no, there's no secrecy about it. There, there no, there's no doubt about it. The thing is that the operation of these gifts, when it's genuine, all can see that it's clear, it's plain. There's no secrecy about it. Hello? For example, somebody comes, can't walk with a, has a walking stick or crutches. He can't walk. Then the pastor says, begin to walk. Then the ushers will go and take their stick from the person and he, you know, raise it up, and they start jubilating. And they hold the person and say, walk, walk, walk by force, walk. You know, it's all showmanship. Then they will, as immediately, cameras will start clicking, pictures, pictures. Do we take any pictures apart from the, the media? No. Praise the Lord. So you can see that they can fake it, they can make that thing look so, so fast, so glamorous. But if you are the Holy Spirit in you, you can sit back and see that what is going on is not the way Jesus did things. That's why here, I always emphasize the fact that we are before and after. Before and after. Before and after. I don't pray and say, oh, if you see yourself healed, come forward. I mean, other would, if you see yourself healed, they pray for God to heal people. They say, oh, if you see yourself healed, come forward. People come forward. But we never saw them sick. <laughs> they come and clear they have been healed. But in the case of Jesus, you always saw the person before and after. So there's something we call the principle of humility in ministry. Principle of humility. Many ministers are not, they are not humble. They haven't got a spirit of humility. Um, if you don't have it, don't try to fake it. Don't try to stay within what, what God has given you. And God will give you more. If you are faithful in letter, God will make you, give you more. But if you try to take more when you don't have it, you make a shipwreck of your ministry. Praise the Lord. For example, my son, Godfrey, come. Godfrey, I want to bring God to accept my faith. I've done it several times. That's faith. Faith. Faith, miracles, healing, they go together. So, if by faith, knowing that, you know, faith means that, you know, that whenever you declare here on earth, it's granted in heaven. So, if I say, my Lord and my God, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, Lord, stretch out your hand or release your Holy Spirit upon your son, Godfrey. Lord, let your spirit come upon him with the outward evidence that he will fall and fall backwards, fall backwards, fall backwards. In Jesus' name, Praise the Lord. Church, this is, this is a case of man, man, I, asking God who made the universe, who made the universe, to just do something, and God did it. And it takes faith. It takes faith. So if you don't have anything, say, oh, what, I, what if I pray, God bless you. You may say, what if I pray and nothing happens? <laughs> I'll have disgraced myself. 
my son, God bless you. God bless you. I will degrade myself. But once you have that gift, you know for sure that it will happen. And the same way, if somebody is in need of something, and I want to exercise my faith, you see, because he was ready. He was ready. He came, he called, he came forward, he had his hands stretched forward to receive. So he received. Is there anybody who has a need, a very urgent need here? You have something you need urgently. Like my daughter, come. I don't know that you have something you have. A, I don't even know that you have any need. <laughs> I thought before even the words were out of my mouth, some of you were running forward. <laughs> I know you have an urgent need. I know it because your need is also my need. Uh, with that, when I said you would be running for it, I didn't have to call you. So if I said, again, I'm exercising my faith. Now, that like my son, Godfrey came, and we joined our faith together. You also exercise the same faith, because you have the Holy Spirit in you. If you also exercise the same faith, I said, my Lord and my God, I pray in Jesus' name, Touch your daughter. Touch your daughter now. With the outward evidence. To see fall back or forward. Back. Okay. With the outward evidence that Lord she will fall back. And ask the because that Lord she may take seed. That she may take seed. That she may take seed. Become pregnant and give birth to children. In the name of Jesus. See, God touched her. God touched her. But now, it's up to her now to also exercise her faith. So Jesus will say, oh, daughter, go your way. Your faith has made you well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for participating in this teaching service. We believe you have been blessed by the word. You're welcome to visit us at Emma Community 5 of PV or being run about. God bless you and we hope to see you next Tuesday.